Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really thrilled to welcome today to our podcast recording at Be Brave at Work, Lori Seitz. And I'm going to do something I don't typically do on a podcast, which is I'm going to ask Lori to tell us a little bit about what she does and how she interacts in the marketplace. So welcome to Be Brave at Work, Lori. Thanks so much for having me, Ed. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do as a business professional and how you interact in the marketplace. Certainly. I have my background is in marketing and corporate communications and broadcasting. Started my first business in 2003. I was making and marketing a product called the Gratitude Cookie, which was not designed I wasn't going to be the next Mrs. Fields. I because of my marketing background made it a product for businesses to say thank you to their clients and referral sources and colleagues. And so I ran that business for 11 years, couldn't quite scale it the way I wanted to, shut it down, did some more marketing stuff. And then during pandemic was asked to do a presentation on gratitude. When I had that business, I talked a lot about gratitude, using gratitude in business, how it was a differentiating factor, how it um, improved relationships with clients as well as between colleagues and associates. And so um, was asked to come back and speak about gratitude and kind of got pulled back into that world, added onto that, the, this piece of meditation. So the two are really, they're separate concepts, but they go very well hand in hand. And so now I am working with business leaders, teaching their teams how to use gratitude and meditation to stay calm and grounded, no matter what's going on around them and to be more focused, productive, ultimately more profitable. Well, it sounds fantastic. And as a co-business professional, there are certain words that seem to bubble up more and more as time passes. And gratitude is one of those words. You see lots of work, lots of books, lots of people like yourself focusing on gratitude. So I'd love to hear from you, Lori. You know, how are you defining gratitude? And, uh, and then I'll have some questions specifically about the potential role gratitude plays in being brave at work. Yeah, well, I mean, at the most basic, gratitude is is saying thank you, showing appreciation, uh, recognizing the work and the value 
of other people. You know, none of us, I don't think, walk around thinking, I have gotten just way too much appreciation today. I can't take anymore. On the contrary, a lot of people walk around feeling like they don't have value. And so if we can let people know, you know, how valuable they are, people tend to, especially in the workplace, take each other for granted. Like, you know, the people in your back office or even your clients, you say, oh, well, they know I appreciate them because I'm doing a good job for them. Not necessarily. It's really important to actually say the words. Well, it is the year 2022, and we would hope by this point in our development that we would know certain things like thank you and I appreciate you happen all the time. But it sounds like in your experience, we would be horrified to know how infrequently it happens. Yeah, really. I mean, I'm I'm going to ask you and I'll ask your listeners as well. When's the last time you got a handwritten thank you note in the mail? Well, it's a horrible question to ask me because I got one today. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So. <laughs> cool. So, and, but most and people don't. Most people don't. Most people and... don't. And it's a great way to differentiate yourself in business to send even because it's a really, first of all, really inexpensive. You know, a stamp costs 55 cents right now in the U.S. And a card, you know, a few, you know, less than a dollar, whatever. Um, so it doesn't have to be an expensive thing. And it makes such a big impact. Well, I'll share on the podcast something that I've never shared before, which is earlier before we began to record, I asked for your home address. And that's because I'm going to send you a thank you card, which also includes a $5 Starbucks gift card. So you can go out and get yourself a nice cup of coffee or hot chocolate or tea. Uh, and, you know, when I began doing this podcast, I wanted to ensure I did something a little bit different, but also demonstrate to the people who took time out of their day to participate uh, appreciation, mm -hmm. right? So I hope uh, today's Thursday that by Saturday or Monday, you get your thank you card in the mail. Oh, that's so that's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. And it makes a difference when you do I that. I think so. So it sounds like oftentimes you're working with clients at step one. To me, step one is basics like thank you, please. I appreciate the work that you did today. Is that where you find your starting place is with most clients? Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I think back to when I was in college and I was doing an unpaid internship for a marketing agency. And every, every one of the days that I was in that office before I left, my the principal of the agency would say thank you to me and he would say thanks you know thanks for helping us stuff envelopes today that was a really important we needed to get that mailing out and you really helped us a lot so i always remember that that even just that verbal thank you to somebody especially when i was going to say especially when they're not getting paid but even when they are it, it really it really goes a long way and aside from that so so you make people feel good by saying thank you right but there are so many, uh, so much research and science behind how gratitude actually affects your psychological and physical being. Absolutely. And, you know, I would also think that uh, gratitude needs to be very uh, activity specific. So like thanking you for something specific to a mail out or, you know, a marketing effort is helpful. And I also wonder, can you be uh, too gratitude giving, right? That there's some point where you're so thankful and you say thankful for everything that the person says, hey, you don't need to thank me for everything. I'm just doing my job. I mean, is it possible, not that you find this often, that 
people might feel, hey, I'm appreciated a little bit too often here. You don't have to thank me for everything. It's my job. Of course, you want to be sincere about it. You've, we've all been on those phone calls, the, the tech support, where they say your name every other sentence, and that's a little weird. So you don't <laughs> want to get weird about it. But you know, when, it, when it's warranted, when it's genuine, and, and it, sometimes it's important to say thank you, uh, tell the person how, why you're grateful for them, not just thank you, but thank you. That really helped me because I was struggling with this, and I didn't know how I was going to get through it. And you really helped me, you know, and so when we're talking about bravery, sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable in the workplace and showing gratitude can be seen as something that makes you vulnerable. Well, in the world of bravery at work, I think there's two areas that gratitude comes into play. The first one is that we uh, encourage people to think about being brave at work and telling something that somebody, something they don't want to hear or maybe hard to share with them is brought to them under the umbrella of helpfulness. You know, I'm not being judgmental, I'm not being belittling, I'm not reprimanding you, but I wanna help you. And so I need you to hear something that'll be hard to hear. And I'm just wondering in the work that you do as you're helping people navigate challenging conversations or uh, difficult conversations, if helpfulness as a umbrella is meaningful. If it truly is helpful. You know, if the intent behind it is helpful and then the person receiving it could easily just say, thank you. You know, it, it, whether you agree or not with the feedback that's coming at you to just say thank you is to acknowledge that that person put, put it out there and it's not saying I'm going to take it into consideration. I agree with you, whatever it is. It's like, it's like, thank you. I receive that. Well, that is part of our bravery conversation model, which is as the recipient of feedback, right? Because it's very hard sometimes and mm -hmm. maybe as hard as it is for you to say it, it may be as hard for me to hear it, uh, that I am open and welcome to this feedback, even if it is hard to hear. And the only thing I say, I don't get defensive. I don't get argumentative. I don't explain it. That's not why I'm here to share this with you. I didn't come in to debate it with you. I'm just sharing something with you for you to think about is to say, thank you. you know, Thank you for bringing this feedback to me. You can always debate it and, or come back later and say, hey, I need some more information or I need help understanding what it is that you were attempting to say to me. But you want to say thank you because you want that person who's providing it to feel appreciated and encourage them to do it again, right? If I bring in feedback to you and you snap my head off, I'm never going to come back and tell you anything ever again. So I want to be appreciated for taking the time and effort and thoughtfulness to come talk with you. Right. And I'm sure this is something that you talk about a lot too, is that having an open, that open channel of communication is how you really build a strong organization. If you're shutting everybody down all over the place, nobody's going to come with, with feedback and the organization is going to suffer because of it. Well, it is one of the challenges that exist in many organizations where people don't create an environment where I believe that you're going to be open to hearing the feedback, even if it, I think it is important for you to hear it, right? So my intentions are pure. My intentions are well-meaning. I'm not looking to offend you. Uh, again, it might sting a little bit, and I can say that up front, but uh, I will only do it if I believe that you're going to be open and receptive to it. And I think back on my corporate career and I worked for people who I knew were very open to feedback and it was a mutual relationship. They'd provide me feedback. I'd provide them feedback. No, not all the time. You know, we're talking two or three times in the course of a year, 
but we knew we would be open to it and we would always say, hey, thank you. Let me think about that a little bit. And I also worked for some people that I didn't think I could ever go in and say, hey, can I give you some feedback about that? Because I did not believe that they would receive it well. They never said, I don't want feedback or I'm going to rip your head off if you say something to me. But it was just my impression of them based on how they operated. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it very, very difficult for people to be able to do that. So in the world of bravery at work, Lori, uh, I think recognizing that any feedback you give somebody needs to be under the umbrella of helpfulness, again, not judgmentalism or belittling, et cetera, and that all you have to do if you get constructive feedback, even if it stings a little bit, is to say thank you. You know, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate that. Uh, what are the other levels? I'm just wondering if like level one is thank you and, uh, and you know, I appreciate you and I'm not putting you on the spot or assuming there's some phenomenal model, but you know, are there other levels of uh, appreciation or gratitude that you can show? Absolutely. So saying what you're thankful for is one and then actually feeling it. So feeling it in your heart. And sometimes, you know, this isn't something that you're going to necessarily do publicly. It's what you do in your own, um, in your own time is that feeling of appreciation. Can you get to this place of, because on an energetic level, and I know we don't have time to get all into that, but energy wise, gratitude and love are the highest vibrational energy vibrations you can reach. So if you can get yourself into a place of feeling gratitude, like, like a flood of, of goodness running through your veins, can you get yourself to feel what it feels like to be grateful and put yourself in that state more often, then you will find that you will have more opportunities to be grateful for showing up in your life. And I, that sounds a little bit woo-woo, but again, there's science and research behind how and why this works. So, so yeah, if you can get to that place of feeling, and I would say feeling gratitude, not only for the things that you have um, in your life today, but you know, when we're talking about business, we're talking about goals. So can you feel gratitude for a goal you have yet to achieve? Because that will help magnetize it to you. Yes, you still have to do the work. I'm not telling you sit on the couch and feel gratitude and it's going to show up. However, if you will start to see more opportunities like we call the, you know, people com commonly call it coincidence, synchronicities. Those things start showing up when you can get yourself into a place of feeling gratitude for those things that you're working on bringing into your life. As if well, they we are, were already here. Sorry. No, no, that's perfectly fine. I mean, we are a big fan of energy. And I think the energy we may be talking about might be a little bit different. But I do believe we all have a level of energy that we can bring to any degree of work. And, you know, sometimes by the end of the day, we feel tired because our energy has dissipated. That note I got today, that thank you note I mentioned earlier, you know, gave me a brief, you know, 15 seconds of energy, right? Because it was one, a surprise. I didn't expect to get a thank you note from this person. Two, she took the time to write it. So she had to take out the card, write the note, put it in the envelope, stamp it, get my address, mail it, right? It took some effort to do it. So it was a nice positive connection between the reason that she was thanking me and, and getting that note today. So I am a big believer that demonstrating gratitude appropriately 
to people and ensuring that you do it on a regular basis is super, super important. I do want to transition, if we can, uh, Lori, a little bit to meditation and love to hear a little bit about that type of work that you're doing. And I don't know if there's a connection between bravery and meditation, but perhaps in our conversation, we might uncover it. But tell us a little bit about the work that companies are looking for when you bring a you know, in a client company, and, and that does to a lot of people feel, to use your phrase from earlier, woo-woo, to, you know, come in and talk to senior leaders as an organization about meditation. What does that work look like? And, you know, what are they looking for when they bring you into their organization? One of the things that I do that is somewhat unique is that I, I teach the practical side of this, of all of this, gratitude and meditation. How do you put it into practice? in um in a work environment. And so when we're talking about meditation, that could be 5 minutes of sitting and breathing deeply. We as humans in this time of living, we typically don't breathe very deeply. And so we're not really getting um the the health benefits. I mean, obviously we need to breathe and get air into ourselves, but our if you if you stop for even 60 seconds, and just take a few deep breaths. Like I would in invite your listeners right now as you're listening. Okay, put your hand on your heart and just breathe in and focus on the breathing and then breathing out and do that for three or four or five breaths. And you're just going to feel so much better. So when we're talking about, and that's helping you in improve your focus even just that, but 5, 10, 15 minutes of meditation a day is going to uh, improve your focus. It's going to boost your emotional intelligence, which means that you're more resilient. You're becoming more resilient, which is a, you know, a word that everybody's talking about right now. It means you're going to be less likely to be drawn into conflict and react instead of respond. It's, um, it's going to help you focus so you can actually get things done more efficiently because you're getting them done faster. Well, what I love about what you have said so far, Lori, first off, is that this is not a one hour, two hour, three hour investment of time, which would be impossible in most people's workday. You know, it could be a minute. It could be five minutes, right, of just finding during the day. And maybe you put it in your calendar and maybe you start making it a habit, which is to get up walk around, maybe even go outside for a minute, get some fresh air, but find some time to take some deep breath. I find it to be a very calming experience that when I'm getting spun up or feeling like something is getting me spun up, right? Just pausing for a couple of minutes, going outside, taking a few deep breaths, it provides a real calming exercise. And some of my colleagues uh, from a coaching perspective, oftentimes when they're coaching groups, have them do, I think what's called a four, eight, exercise where you breathe in for four seconds and then you breathe out for eight seconds and you do it like three times and it <clears throat> creates a great level of calmness right for everybody who's now attending this workshop and is kind of unknown as to what we're going to cover and maybe feeling a little bit anxious yeah exactly and that's one of the one of the things i do with my clients is i teach them how to meditate, not just the science and the research behind it that's part of what we get into but also how to do it and one of the things i hear most often from people is as to why they don't meditate is because they don't have time. And when you understand that taking five or 15 minutes a day, as you recommended to meditate, you're actually saving yourself time because I mentioned a minute ago how you become more efficient and focused. So something that might take you two hours normally could potentially take you 
an hour. And now if you spent 15 minutes meditating and now only needed to spend an hour on what was a two, a two hour project, you just bought yourself 45 minutes. There you go. I love it. So just to recap our conversation today, when we're talking about gratitude, a couple of areas people should think about as it pertains to bravery at work. One is ensuring that you approach people under the umbrella of helpfulness, that you're not being critical or judgmental, but you're trying to help them. And as the receiver of feedback, make sure that the only thing that you say is thank you. And there's this arena of meditation, which I love. If you are feeling anxious about a work relationship and uh, need to speak with somebody, take a five minutes to meditate, take some deep breaths, get out of the office. It might clear your head and help you think about ways that you can approach this person more effectively. So, Lori, thank you so much for your time today. And if our listeners would love to get in contact with you, where can they find more information out about you? My website is zenrabbit.com. And I hang out on LinkedIn a lot, too, so you can find me there as well. Terrific. Well, Lori, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at capitrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.